0: I.V.M. Folks, welcome to Paisa Paisa. I'm host Hanupam Gupta, B50 on Twitter. And my guest today is Parikshit Chitalkar, co-founder of statuin We are going to be talking about digital lending. We are going to be talking about lending apps. We are going to be talking about lending in general and why lending apps have just exploded. So Parikshit, thank you so much for doing this for our listeners. Welcome to Paisa Paisa
1: thank you so much for having me anupam uh, glad to be here and uh, hopefully we can have an engaging conversation that will benefit the listeners looking forward to it
0: looking forward to it so let's start let's start with the use case right because i think this in this last one year probably during the pandemic and now uh, pandemic is still going on one category of apps one area of personal finance that has really boomed has been lending digital lending and 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 you know apps or nbfcs or banks i even had cold loans the ability of them to give you a loan instantaneously or at least you know within a very short mm-hmm. period of time on your mobile app so very very smooth procedure very you know great ui great ux just give us some context out here why has this happened why did the older way of giving loans you know banks and bfcs whatever it is that was probably broken essentially i'm asking you pressure what is the use case for Stashfin? Perfect. Great. Great question.
1: So, uh, you know, fundamentally, it's it's very important to understand that just from an economic standpoint, you know, credit is fundamental, and and I think uh, the the pandemic went out there and proved that. Right? There can always be uh, minor or major ebbs and flows in a person's cash flow. Um, uh, you know, for an economy such as India or any economy to grow, for that matter, you always need. People to be able to spend money and spending in general is always going to be slightly above and beyond what your current means are, because, you know, people always uh, act uh, in in the notion that the future is hopeful, right? That's how the the world revolves on hope. So therefore, uh, credit, I think, I think is a very, uh, very fundamental feature um, in any economy, growing ones, especially. Um, I believe what's happened in India over the large part of time is that the the credit system is fundamentally broken, which is why you're you're seeing this uh, this kind of uh, growth in in alternative lending or digital lending, so to speak. Um, two problems there. Number one, uh, that if you look at the bottom segment bottom of the pyramid in India, which is a very, very large base, uh, this is actually completely ignored by the banks. So, you know, if you are, um, say, a security guard or or if you're, uh, you know, working at a cafe coffee day, just starting out your journey. And I'll at some point tell you a story about one of our, our customers who was actually a cafe coffee day employee and how, how the product benefited them. Um, they, you know, these guys, uh, they cannot get a bank loan. Uh, one, they p- practically will not ever have time to go stand in line and meet with the manager of the bank. Second, if they were to if they were able to do that, uh, the bank folks largely wouldn't entertain them because they are they are flush with uh, higher profile customers uh, requesting credit. So for those reasons, this segment of population becomes uh, you know completely completely ignored. On the other side, what happens is that uh, the systems which are used to deliver credit are also not optimal. For instance, I'll give you an example of a colleague uh, of ours who used to be a, a banker in the U.S. So he had an American Express card uh, which and, and you know now he's working with us, which is which is a, a startup. Um, so his American Express card still assumes that he's a banker in the US. so therefore there has been no change in, in his you know, line of credit or, or his limit. However, uh, since he's moved back to India and he doesn't have any, uh, any sort of credit footprint in India, uh, it's near impossible for him to go out there and get a uh, you know, get a credit card or a loan because the Indian systems uh, assume that he's new to credit. So there's a big dichotomy, right, uh, in, 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 this, uh, in this sort of setup. So for those reasons, uh, you know, we, we believe that, that the, the system itself is a little bit flawed and there is room for uh, someone like ourselves or others in the, is the, in the digital lending industry to come in and fix some of these efficiencies and build a business out of it. Um, and, you know, other than that, you know, just the general issues around uh, lack of transparency. I mean, a lot of us have taken loans. Uh, but i would really recommend someone go try and repay a loan back like a home loan on a car loan you know they make you jump through so many hoops it it feels it feels like you're taking you're asking for more money that you don't deserve uh it, it's very very hard there's a lot of hidden fees that that's thrown at you so i think for all those reasons uh, that was primarily our use case that we believe that there was a lot of inefficiencies in the lending ecosystem that uh, that we could uh, deploy technology um, and a digital experience to solve
0: okay parikshit um one of the big things that i have noticed in this whole digital lending boom so to say was the role of technology i wanted to talk about that because i get that what you said the product itself the loan product itself was you know severely broken in a lot of places primarily the customer experience right getting a loan troublesome repaying a loan troublesome anything happens in the middle you're probably lost tell me how technology has solved this or is solving it or do you think it has the potential to solve it
1: Certainly. So, so uh, you know, technology. You you have to think about the lending ecosystem in in what's called its its you know its levers, right? So, one there is wholesale borrowing, which results in lending. So, banks will you know, for example, borrow out of your savings account and lend to someone who wants a car loan. NBFC um, such as ourselves will therefore borrow from banks uh, and so on and so forth. Right? The cycle kind of repeats itself. So that's the first lever: how much you borrow at versus what you lend at. Um, uh, the the second lever is the operational expense. So for for instance, uh, a bank in your neighborhood would probably be paying uh, you know a lot of money in rent uh, and running a huge office. That's their operational expense, and all of that cost is essentially coming out of your pocket when you're taking a loan because that's their their source of revenue. Uh, and then final piece is delinquency, which is uh, people who don't pay the loan back. So I think the technology uh, has a uh, has a massive imprint on uh, the lever number two and three. Uh, and then, you know, by effect, level number one as well, because if you're able to kind of maintain, uh, uh, you know, coherent systems, uh, you, you can effectively re- uh, reduce your cost of borrowing as well. So uh, from an operational expense standpoint, I think um, just making the entire experience digital, reducing the need for uh, people to uh, to use paper, to, to file applications, uh, you know, that, that reduces the optics. For instance, uh, you know, we have a, a small office in Delhi and we operate almost uh, 700 cities, uh, out of our office here in Delhi, uh, where oh. a, a bank would likely have a branch in each one of those offices. So, just if you if you just took the example of rent, uh, that in itself was uh, far more in you know, a far more efficient state as uh, just in comparison to to operational expense. Um, so, so, so there, I think, uh, and, I, and I also feel like with the current uh, digital lending ecosystem, the opex optimization part of it is actually currently ignored people are likely uh, you know spending a lot of time focusing on digital underwriting on fraud protection, on on optimizing for delinquency there's a lot of a lot of room to be uh, to optimize in in the opex space as well and then finally you know as i mentioned earlier delinquency right you can you can do a lot uh, using technology to understand a person's profile and give them the appropriate amount and the rate at which uh, they can they can get uh, credit, which also means that you'll end up rejecting some applications that, that don't meet the master, um, which we can do far more efficiently using technology versus say a you know, bank manager
0: reviewing your application in person uh, on paper. Um, oh, okay, this is probably a good time for us to tell us something about statues, right? Because um there are some apps which are just origination. They don't, you know, they just do the technology part, the generation, the lead generation part. They, the... Origination part, they probably don't have an NBFC license, or they don't have a tie with the bank or an NBFC. Therefore, the interest rates that they offer to me as a customer are dictated by somebody else. How? Just, to, just tell us something about Stashfin.
1: So, um Snobum Stashfin we originated in 2016. We've been in business for about uh, about uh, four years at this point. Um, our product is uh, is a credit line card. So, so think about an overdraft facility from a from a bank, uh, very similar to that. So, let's say I offer you a one lakh rupee um, credit line. Now, uh, with that, you get the ability to draw down any amount of that one lakh at any point of time that you want. So, let's say you want a thousand rupees, and you say, you know, I'll repay this thousand rupees in in three months." That's okay. Uh, you want 50,000 rupees and you want 12 months to repay it. That's also fine. And you take the entire 1 lakh and you want 24 months to repay it. That's also fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're kind of uh, uh, being very granular in the amount of credit you want to consume. And again, unlike a bank loan, where the bank will typically give you 5 lakh rupees as a personal loan, where you may actually need only 3.5. So you're carrying the cost of the 1.5 extra um, and paying for it while you may or may not need it. Uh, so that's the the, the product. So uh, You are an NBFC as such, I sir. A- Correct. So, so we are an NBFC as well. Um, and uh, we, we have a model where we lend out of our own book as well as uh, we uh, partner with other NBFCs uh, to provide our customers the best rate of interest for their current credit profile.
0: Okay. Then you're the best person to answer this very hairy mm-hmm. question Okay, because this has come under a lot of um, controversy, a lot of spotlight for all the wrong reasons. I guess when things like this happen, when you've got a rush of credit or money flowing into the system, India is still not a very credit savvy country. Um, I think there are what about 10 crore credit cards and those are just credit cards, by the way. The lending system is huge. It's also very diverse from the money lender all the way to a sophisticated loan. In the middle of all this, in the last year with the pandemic and whatnot, you had the Chinese lending scam. Yes. What went wrong? I just, you know, I, I want to talk about this in some kind of detail so that our listeners can actually be careful on, you know, what, whatever app they're downloading or whatever service they're doing because there are pretty ugly stories out there. So yeah, yeah. give me your perspective.
1: So, uh, so I mean, uh, I'll, I'll look at it from a first principle standpoint first and then, then get into the specifics of what actually happened with the apps and so on and so forth. I think what's gone wrong really is uh, as, as Indians growing up, and I'm sure you'll agree, we were, we were never taught about money. Like there was, there is, there is no, you know, financial education, even basic stuff like the effect of compounding. Uh, we, we just, you know, it, it was completely ignored and for no fault of our parents, our education system just isn't here to, uh, to discuss that with, with kids. And I I think the one learning, uh, you know, that I have out of this, for example, I'm, I'm getting my, uh, my, my daughter, eight-year-old to read like rich dad, poor dad, just, just basically <laughs> like that, right. Yeah. You know, so because it's important, like it's important to, and, and this is really uh, what broke down in my mind. Um, so, you know, when the pandemic hit, uh, everyone's looking for credit. Uh, so it's very, it's very fairly easy to just launch an app on the app store, which a lot of, which is what a lot of these guys did, uh, originate customers. And it's very hard for the regulator to go and police this. So largely what was happening was that there's an app that you go, uh, go out there. And now we're finding out that uh, Google play store is not the primary, uh, play store for many people. There is, uh, there's 30, 40 alternate, uh, app stores. Yeah, so that, that, that's the uh, that's the belly of the beast. So uh, while you're finding three four hundred apps on uh, you know with the Google Play Store, which Google is doing now a decent job of managing, they've delisted a bunch of apps and they've asked for uh, you know NBFc certificates and so on and so forth. But that's only Google. So you buy some of these uh, you know no name brand phones, uh, they are actually connected to some a- you know APK adda. There's like a million such uh, uh, app stores. Uh, which looked like a Google App Store, but there's no scrutiny on behind uh, on the back as to what's going on. So you were able to uh, download an app, and it promised you, you know, a loan in a few minutes. Now, uh, it, typically in India, you need to have a RBI registered NBFC to, to be able to make out a loan. Uh, but it's it's near impossible for the RBI. It's unfair for for us to expect the uh, to to expect the RBI to go out there and police the fact that uh, you know someone is uh, is actually following the letter of the law or not. If you report it, they'll they'll act on it, but near impossible for them to do it so therefore what happened is uh, a bunch of uh, these folks uh, just launched apps on the on the play store and all these on these multiple play stores um, which was essentially making out loans to people without having a lending license in the first place uh, therefore there was no control on rates there was no control on the fair practices code they hadn't signed up to any of that uh, when it all was working fine great but as uh, you know if you charge someone that kind of rate of interest where where their dues are doubling every month um, that is that is a spiraling debt trap that uh, you know it's it's impossible to you know your wage growth at best is going to be 15 to 20% uh, annually right so so you're never going to be able to recover out of the debt trap uh, so when it goes fine it goes fine but when it blows up it, as it did
0: and i heard that people committed suicide also it was that bad
1: uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we all read the news articles of uh, you know some folks in Telangana, unfortunately, and taking their lives, uh, and and this was an aspect that they stated why they did so. Um, you know, uh, currently, as I understand, there's uh, multiple uh, authorities that are running this investigation. Um, a lot of the apps have actually been removed from at least the Google Play Store, um, and the cyber folks are are looking at these alternate Play Stores as well. Um, and it is also my understanding that some of the industry bodies are, are, are trying to come up with a, with an approach on how to tackle this going forward.
0: Okay, great. And let's take a break right here on this episode with Parikshit Chitalkar, a co-founder at Stashwin. On the other side, we are going to talk about Stashwin, the app, whatever it, you know, what all it does, the features that it has, how it's different. Uh, from other apps that also are into digital lending, and of course we get into a very important aspect, which is defaults and repayment. Don't go anywhere; we'll be right back with Pesavaisa. And welcome back to this episode of Pesavaisa. My guest, Parikshit Chitalkar, co-founder at Stashfin. In the first part of this episode, we spoke a lot about digital lending. Uh, you know, the use case for a nimble and agile. Um, app that Stashfin is, and of course, what also went wrong in the Chinese lending scam apps. On this part of the episode, we're going to talk exclusively, you know, mainly about the Stashfin app. So, Parikshit, let's let's start from there. Let's talk about the products that Stashwin offers. You spoke about a credit line, which actually is, it operates much better than your traditional overdraft. Let's just go back, revisit the concept of the credit line or the credit card that you're talking about. Let's start from there. Great. Uh, so, what we offer
1: to our customers is called a credit line card. Uh, so, it's a it's a it's a Visa card. So, we're directly integrated on the Visa and the Mastercard switch both. Uh, this is a card that we put in our customers' wallet. It is backed by a virtual line of credit. Line of credit is, is akin to an overdraft facility that you'd get from your bank. Um, so, for instance, if you had like a one lakh rupee line, you have the ability to uh, withdraw any part of that that line uh, at any time of the day, twenty four seven. Typically, the funds are on your card uh, within five to ten seconds. Um, and once the funds are loaded onto your card, it's a, it's a standard Visa card, both virtual and physical. So you can go out there to your nearest ATM, withdraw all the cash uh, free of cost. We don't have any cash withdrawal charges. Um, you can uh, go to the nearest petrol pump and fuel your vehicle. You can buy something on Amazon or or load uh, your favorite wallet. So it's a fully open loop card that we provide our customers, uh, which is available 24-7 accessible through our app. Um, so yeah, that's that's largely how the product works.
0: What else do you have? Is, is this the main product?
1: Yeah so this is our this is our primary product now we service this product in uh Typically, Cat A, Cat B cities. We are at we're in 17 cities at the moment. Now, if there is a customer that is not from one of these cities that we service, we offer uh, the same product on a virtual card basis. Uh, this is uh, we we call it Stashfin Elevate. It's a very small ticket size uh, product. It's it's between 1,000 to 10,000 rupees. Um, and you know, as you take that product, you repay that back over time. Uh, as we see significant footprint in that particular city, we'll open that city up to the to the main card and and offer a larger line to our customers.
0: Let's take one step back and I'm going to go back to the anecdote that you said in the first half, right? You spoke about a security card, you spoke about a CCD employee. Tell us um, the average profile of the people that you're targeting, so to say, and more importantly, how do I sign up, right? Does it require me to have a bank card a credit score what do i need to give to you to get the process started
1: yeah so so anupam great question again i think you know we we started by by trying to solve the problem of this entire uh, thin file or no file base in india where the demand for credit is very high and and you know fortunately we've seen that the delinquency performance is also fairly good which i'll talk about in a minute um, you know uh, so therefore uh, to for us to uh, for you to sign up all you need to do is, is uh, download the app Um, you know, click a selfie, give us your phone number, do an OTP check, just very, very basic information. And and post this within 90 seconds, we'll actually give you a decision on whether we can offer you credit. And if yes, how much? Because in our experience, that's really what customers are looking for. They need to know instantly or as close to instantly as possible. Will I get a loan? And if yes, uh, how long or how much will, will, will the amount be? So we solved that problem um we uh, specialize we, our, our model specialize in being able to lend to people who are new to credit who may or may not have a bureau profile um at all uh, or or may have a very very thin bureau profile uh, so we, we do lend to those in fact 80 percent of our customer base started with us as as new to credit and, and they've now um, evolved um and you know as an example as i was mentioning earlier way back in 2016 we had a customer uh, this person was from a place called bilaspur um you know very very small town um He had, uh, fortunately, through his hard work and perseverance, been able to, uh, he'd graduated from Bilaspur and been able to secure a spot in an MBA school in in Mumbai. Hmm. Uh, So when he moved to Bombay, you know, obviously coming from a small town, uh, being able to manage expenses, he applied to our platform. At that time, we were doing a lot of manual reviews. We just started out. Our technology stack wasn't fully built out as it is now. Now we have the ability to, to automate a lot of these flows. Uh, but we realized that this is the profile of the customer, you know, no credit score, we gave him a very small line, uh, I think a 25,000 rupee line or something like that. And we put our, that was his first card. So the, the the boy was very happy that he actually had a card, like, you know, he he was able to go to a mall or whatnot. Um, so pretty aspirational from that standpoint. Uh, so that worked out well. Now the customer has been with us uh, at this point of time for about four years. Um, Fortunately for him, he's now working at a big four uh, consulting uh, companies, wow. pursued his MBA close at. Uh, even more fortunate, he's added an extra zero to his salary. Uh, Good uh, to know that. Eh? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we, we're still we're still the primary use card uh, for him because what nice. we've been able to do because of our structure, as I was dis- uh, describing earlier, Anupam, is that since we are an NBFC of our own, uh, we can take this initial risk, which other lenders will not. Um, and as the person grows in their credit profile, now this person may likely be a fairly high bureau score working with a Cat A company, making a good salary, uh, we are able to um, source funds from the least cost lender on the back to actually provide a better rate. Now, what this does for the person is it takes away the discovery process. Because every time, first of all, you don't know that you've moved up in the credit profile, right? If by some stroke of luck, you are able to find that out. Now you need to figure out, okay, who's going to lend to me at this credit profile and what the rate will be. If you're able to do both those things, uh, then it's the entire process of repaying this loan back, paying some exorbitant foreclosure fee, applying again, and and you know and doing the whole process again. You know this person will be at at a point in time where he's likely looking to buy a car or you know do something like move on up in life. Uh, you know so so therefore the product that we offer it it tries to service the customer throughout their entire credit credit lifecycle, which is where I feel
0: where we feel uh, we have a bit of a unique edge. Uh, very interesting. It's good to talk to a startup founder who knows what thin file or no file is, right? Because Otherwise, I have people that I just, you know, the conversation just goes into technology, which, of course, you know, that's great. Okay, um, uh, let's just go into the smaller nuances, the small, you know, terms and conditions as, as it is called. So what are the interest rates that I'm looking at? What are the processing fees that I'm looking at? What are the costs that I'm looking at when I'm signing up with you? Just focus through that.
1: So, so, uh, we try and build a, a very honest lending platform. Uh, the rates move with risk. So, if it's a if it's a new to credit, uh, you know, thin or thin file customer, the rates obviously will be a little bit higher than than normal. Uh, but, you know, it's your your alternative at that point will be a very, very high interest rate credit card, which is laden with a ton of fees, you know, cash withdrawal charges, this, that and the other. Uh, we remove all that. Um, our rates are typically less than half of what a credit card would charge. And then as your credit profile uh, improves, uh, those rates consistently um, end up dropping uh, over time. So, you know, our, our best customers will will borrow at, say, you know, anywhere between one to one and a half percent a month and, and up. Um, and then you know the, the outer end would be about a half of a credit card uh, credit card charge. So we try and make the product very competitive from a pricing standpoint. But at the same time, we make sure that you know you're not burdened with any fees. There's no hidden charges. If you pay everything on time, um, you know it's 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 completely transparent. And there's never a surprise. In fact, uh, we were likely when I, when the moratorium was announced, uh, we were one of the first lenders in the market. In fact, th- I believe three days after the moratorium, uh, we had launched a permanent feature on the app called EMI snooze. So you know. Moratorium is a one-time thing, but you may be in a situation at some point in life where, where you know, for this month you can't pay your pay pay your payments. We actually added that as a feature. You can go onto the app, request for a snooze uh, five days before your monthly payment, and just pay it the the following month. Um, so we do things like that uh, just to, to to make sure that it's it's consumer friendly uh, because what we've seen in this segment uh, is that. If you can prevent ID theft, which is which is very very large, that is that is a big risk. That that lenders, uh, that's the other side of the whole uh, Chinese app scam. Is that you know scams uh, also went up on the on the borrower side, where we were seeing amazing amounts of fraud come through and very very sophisticated
0: uh, types of fraud. Rewind, hold that thought. Tell me more about this. Sounds damn interesting. I have not heard of this yeah so um so we uh, uh, interesting uh, i mean we
1: actually have a fairly large machine learning and ai practice largely targeted towards uh, towards fraud detection because what we have seen in our portfolio is that if you are able to uh, effectively weed out id theft then the risk of delinquency is actually fairly low you know these customers uh, they have they see decent wage growth their skills are very replaceable uh, right so uh, it's it's unlikely for them to be out of a job for a long long time so what's going to you you may get payments 180 days late but you'll get the payment if the customer is if you're able to identify that the customer is indeed the person who they are uh, claiming to be what we have seen in the recent um, you know say 6 to 9 months and it's actually picked up quite a bit in the last two to three months is the um, complexity uh, and the, the the skill that these fraudsters are now deploying uh, to actually defraud the system and, and carry out ID theft. So earlier there was, you know, very, very basic stuff. Like, you know, I take your picture, paste it on my, uh, or I take my picture, paste it on your Aadhaar card and, and say that I'm an I'm Anupam and try and get a loan. Works fairly well in the manual world. Uh, works for the large part in the digital world as well, where all you're doing is originating the loan and passing it on to somebody. So you may or may not be doing, you know, checks. or It's not a very necessary check because you're assuming that the lender on the back is verifying this. Now, uh, now we've gone, go, uh, you know, at a point where, um, you know, we are using um, computer vision models, uh, very akin to what maybe a Tesla or a Google would be doing. They have open source these, we are, we are deploying these. And mm-hmm. even with those models, we are catching 15 to 20 cases a day, every single day of um, of very, very advanced, uh, what's called oh. ad- adversarial attacks. So an well,
0: adversarial- what yeah. is this when well, I'm just, you know, head explode moment because... I thought we we're talking about Jantara level scams of you know them calling you taking your OTP stuff like but this sounds no, no, sophisticated.
1: No. It's very very sophisticated. I mean <laughs> it, it is really a testament to how intelligent <laughs> uh, we as Indians are. Um, and you know if we can channelize, if Mr Modi can find a way of channeling this <laughs> energy in the right direction, uh, you in know you we serious will, wow yeah, I yeah. didn't know this man. Okay, well, I'm sorry. Just, yeah, we're we're actually seeing adversarial attacks. Adversarial attacks are 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 probably the uh, you know cutting edge of machine learning where what what you do is you basically try and confuse a machine learning model um, to uh, to understand the image of it being something else so uh, w- and typically what happens is machine learning models are classification models so they'll always respond with a yes or no and even if it doesn't find something it will it will respond with a yes which will make the case go through so we recently saw uh, uh, 70 applications come in in a span of about 30 minutes from Assam which were uh, which were all an adversarial attack. So this guy was basically wearing a jacket, uh, and the jacket had a had a picture of a boxing glove on the on his uh, left chest. Huh. So what the ML model thought was there's two faces in one image, uh, right? So that's an adversarial attack. So uh, a typical ML model will say, well, you know, I don't know what to do, so I'm not going to touch this. Move on, right? Fortunately for us, we would put a manual check in place that if it gets confused, throw it to a, a human underwriter and and see what happens. Uh, And that's how we were able to pick it up. But in 30 minutes, there were 70 cases. Um, You know, uh, it could (laughs) have... You know, uh, two three lakhs uh, would have just been disbursed in a matter of minutes, and and that money would never come back. So, we think that if if you're able to uh, you know manage this, then then largely delinquencies can also be managed uh,
0: fairly effectively. Therefore, we can keep manage to keep our rates very competitive. It's crazy. You know, I'd heard of ddos and stuff. I don't know what's an adversarial attack, but okay, you know, maybe I can get you back sometime and we can talk in detail about this stuff. It sounds really interesting. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, but from delinquency, you know, delinquency. Let's just go one day a little deeper in that and you know, stuff which is more common, stuff which is more easily understood, stuff that's outside of the tech world. How do you guys handle defaults? Because some pretty sad stories out there. You know, we have heard of uh, apps that take over your contact book. And if you default, they'll blast SMSs to your friends, family, naming, shipping. Some sad shit, I mean. How yeah. do you guys deal with that? So, uh, so you know, the RBI has done a pretty decent job. They've actually
1: listed out a, what's called a fair practices of lending code, which you have to uh, sign up for. And you have to refresh your signups and you have to make sure that your teams are trained and so on and so forth. It lays out very, very clearly what you can and what you can't do. And like I said, uh, you know, it's down to you can't call somebody after XPM or, you know, certainly not uh, call relatives and so on and so forth. Um, uh, so so we we make sure that our teams are all aligned, make sure our teams are all trained on on, on these. And at the end of the day, we are a RBI regulated NBFC. Uh, we have to kind of uh, make sure that we we stick to these things uh, because our lending licenses is, is you know, that's, the, that's sacrosanct to us. We need, we need to make sure we, we protect that. Uh, but, you know, like I said, if you uh, if you're able to weed out the risk of ID theft um, and you're able to make sure that the customer is who they say they are, uh, you really don't have to get into situations where uh, these are the only means uh, left for recovery. I mean, as because, you know, like I said, skill sets are replaceable, wage growth is normal wage growth is always available. So you may get delays. Uh, but to get defaults out of a, a, a salary segment, especially, which is where we operate, um, is a, you know, it can be managed. It's, it's not the end of the world. Uh, so we focus on that. We focus on making sure that the customers are contactable, uh, making sure that the fees that we charge are, are are fair, so they don't feel like they're paying some ridiculous amounts because of which they'll try and avoid your phone calls. So you do all those basic things. You keep the communication levels up. Uh, they, I don't believe there's a, there's a need for aggressive collection tactics uh, at all. Interesting.
0: Okay, we're kind of just wrapping things up out here. Um one thing that I always ask uh my guests is that tell us how our listeners should choose a good you know product that you're offering. Say if people are out in the market looking for a digital loan and I ask you, Parikshit, tell me the two, three things that you would tell your listeners to look forward in the app that they're using. Because right now all I see is you've got a smooth and sexy interface and that's it, you're sorted. I mean, if that's all there is, then anybody can, you know, do that. But according to you, what should be the, you know, whatever, one, two, three, four, five things that that our listeners should put on their checklist and only if every app ticks all those boxes, go in for that. Absolutely. So I think, you know, I'll go back to saying
1: the fact that first of all, if you are in the market for, for, you know, getting a loan or or something of that nature, uh, please be clear about the fact that you were not taught how to do this. So therefore spend the time in educating, educating yourself. It's not, not your fault, not your parents fault as a system. We've never done it. So please spend the time to educate yourself. So that means that um, are the terms and conditions upfront, very clear, are they available on some website? You know, it it sounds uh, sounds cliche. People don't need to read the fine print. But when you're dealing with money, please do. Um, you know, uh, that's one second. Uh, make sure that it is, there's a very tight connection at least where you are being able to identify who the lender on the back end is. Because ultimately, uh, that lender is going to be the one who will uh, try and, uh, you know, come and collect for the money, right? So you need to be aware of who that person is and what your terms and conditions with that lender are that's 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 uh, very very important um, and then you know finally comes the the whole uh, aspect around uh, features uh, how soon will i get the money so on and so forth those are all you, as you said the, those are actually fairly clearly highlighted in the in the ui ux uh, but w- what i see is i think number one number two should be that uh, make sure that the transparency is 100% you're very very familiar as to what you're getting into and the identity of the lender on the back end and this is this is where i see a lot of people uh,
0: lose their way. Tell me about how to identify the lender, right? Because not everybody is probably upfront. You know, sometimes it's hidden in about us. Sometimes it's hidden somewhere else. Sometimes there are people who are very upfront and just down itself. They write like they we are proud of being so and so and stuff, but not everybody's like that. Yeah. Where do we find this?
1: No, so so you you know the 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 ones that are are very transparent about it will 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 publish it on their website or mm-hmm. uh, they will they will basically go out there and say so let's say if it's a, if it's an origination app they'll go out there and they'll list four or five different uh, NBFCs or banks that they work with. Uh, if if you're finding an NBFC name, it's actually fairly easy. Go to the RBI website and and check out if that's that's a legal NBFC or not. And that NBFC will clearly state if they're partnering. So you know do the back check as well. Uh, does the NBFC agree that they're partnering with this app that is claiming to be selling loans on their behalf? Uh, Because sometimes that also happens, that the NBFC doesn't even know that someone's originating loans for them.
0: Fantastic. Um, How do we reach out to you? I mean, you know, the app is there on the Apple uh, iOS store, it's on iTunes or whatever it's called, and then you have it on the Google Play Store. Correct. Uh, You have a website at Stashfin.com? Stashfin.com, yes. And you're there on all social media, I guess? We are, yes. So that's the way that our listeners should reach out to you, right? Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. So there you go, folks. The, the app is called Stashfin. S-T-A-S-H-F-I-N. There on both the stores. I don't know what the shady stores, whether it's there also or not. I hope it's not there. <laughs> we try to make sure it's not, but these guys will just, uh, yeah. Yeah, but you should go out on the website and check it out, what you know, their logo looks like and stuff. I'm sure that they're they're there on social media and you can reach out to them directly. Uh, but that's a wrap on this episode of Paisa Paisa. My guest, Parikshit Chitalkar, co-founder at Stashfin. Parikshit, you know, Thank you for doing this and I'll tell you why. You know, I like the fact that you took all these hairy slightly you know gray areas up front um, and spoke about them because it's really important for our listeners. Like you said credit is not new to us. And I'm sorry. Credit is new to us. I mean yeah, we're yeah. still getting used to it and I feel that it's a lot of um getting carried away with the smoothness of a loan okay which I know is supposedly uh, the in thing now. Um kind of miss out on the what's called MITC okay the most important terms Uh terms and conditions so thank you really thank you for doing that I hope that we can have you back sometime yeah absolutely we'll look forward to it thank you so much Anupam great talking to you Sure. Thank you so much. And listeners, if you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are IBM podcast on Twitter and Instagram if you want to reach out to me. I'm your Anupam Gupta B50 on Twitter. And thank you so much guys for listening to Bessa Bessa.